You are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zayer. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started. Welcome to Build a Brain. I am Dr. Jeannie Zaire, and yes, we are on episode number 26 with my trusty sidekick, Kibway Cooper, who asks really good questions. It's really fun to do a podcast with him. So summing up is something that intrigued me when I saw it on the list. At first I thought, oh, maybe Reuven really meant like what's the main idea of a passage that I'm reading. No, he really meant counting the details. So if you think about Anytime you're doing a big project at work or at home, sometimes you have to know the exact number of things that you're dealing with. So here at the MindCap Center, we have parents uh, do an inventory of their child's 28 thinking skills called the cognitive functions. And when I get to this one, it's kind of interesting. I'll say, so does your child like to know how many there are? And you know who you are out there, people listening to this podcast. You know if you're someone who counts billboards when they go by, or you count place settings at a table and go, you mean there's 11 people coming to dinner? You like to count things. And I'm one of those, and I'm not a math person at all, but I happen to like to know how many things there are. So I remember one year when my husband, who is an amazing gardener, um, when he figured out he had, I think, about 150 species of hosta on our property because he collected different kinds of hosta. Now he's up to about mm, 25 different kinds of canna lily because we moved to a different place that has a lot of sun. So we went from shade plants to sun plants. And he loves to count and know how many species of a certain plant or flower he's got. He's quite the gardener. So kind of fun, kind of fun to count. And this is a good thing to develop. And I thought it was intriguing that Reuven would think this was an important enough building block for learning to add it to the list. It seems like such a given that, yeah, you you should want to know how many people are in my family or how many, there's visitors coming for dinner, so how many place settings did we put out? But then I got to thinking about that Feuerstein was working with Holocaust survivors. So again, he often talks about the need for wanting to count things or the need to make a plan. And so if you're surviving trauma, maybe there isn't a need to want to even know 
how many things are involved, how many days until a vacation, or how many friends do I have that live, you know, near me at school or something. So if you're a trauma survivor, maybe you don't count. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know his reasoning. I just know he had good reasons for including every one of these building blocks in the list. There are some good questions that you could ask, okay? You could ask, how many steps do you need to get this done? Okay. Are there enough? So a real young child, maybe you're setting the table, and this is real fun, purposely only set four place settings, even though there's five in your family. And then ask that four or five or six-year-old, do we have enough? Do we have enough places at the table for dinner tonight? And see if they can count and figure that out. Wait a minute. We're missing one. And then, you, yeah, because your big brother, you know, spent the night with, with his cousin. So he's not going to be here. Or, oh, my goodness, we forgot one. Let's get another one out. So purposely set up a situation so you can ask the question, are there enough? Or will there be any extra? Are we going to have any left over? Okay. Are there's going to be any extra? This could be a game or you're folding laundry or you're getting ready to go on a trip. Doesn't matter. Um, how many are there? So if you're planting petunias, you might ask your child, well, how many are there that we have left? Go, would you go count them for me, honey? Tell me how many are left. So asking your child to count things and bringing you the answer is helping them understand that it's important to do that one-to-one -one correspondence of one number per one object and learning how to, how to do that. Uh, how many eggs are left in the carton? Will you bring me the eggs? We're going to have scrambled eggs for breakfast. How many are left in the carton? So that eight-year-old's going to have to go, uh, there's eight le eggs left, Mom. Oh, good, good. So you're using real-life situations to help your children see the importance of knowing how many there are. And are there enough? Will there be any extras? Okay. So that's some of the questions you can ask. So, Kid Boy, what's something that you're going to be counting in the near future? What do you think? Wow, that's a really good one. Um, some things I'm going to be counting. Right now, mm -hmm. I'm kind of counting how many boxes that I have yeah. when I'm packing up. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how many boxes it's going to take to get each room I have packed up. Yes. Um, so that's been interesting. Um <laughs> I do have a question for you, though. Sure, I'm ready. Regarding, you know, children, you said how many steps do you think this is going to take? I think that's a really tough question for kids. It's a big question, how isn't do you it? You're absolutely that? right. I think, yeah. I don't know. Maybe when I was a kid, I feel like I'd probably get overwhelmed instantly. Just be like, I don't know, you know. <laughs> and most kids will say, well, I don't know. And that's okay. If you see those shoulders go up, that's a typical answer. They just shrug their shoulders and go, I don't know. 
and you just follow up with, well, okay, well, let's do it together. Let's think about it. Let's think about it. You're going to go to grandma's house and spend the night. So what do we need to get ready? What are the steps involved with you going to grandma's house? Well, I got to pack my bag. Yeah, because you're going to stay for two nights. So what do you think needs to go in the bag? Yeah. Then what do we do next? What do we do next? Well, we're going to have to get the bag packed and we're going to put it in the car. We're going to have to look at the clock and decide what time does grandma want us there. So we're going to have to think about when do we leave the house and what time will we get there? So you, you know what their answer may be. And it's okay if you know that they can't do it yet. Mm. You've asked the question to get them to cock their head and look at you and go, well, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe we could figure it out together. Wow. That's really, really good um, to just help mm-hmm. them walk through it. I think sometimes that's, mm-hmm. I mean, as an adult, I still have to do that. You know, you just like, yeah. and I think that's where we lose a lot of time, right? And kids get really frustrated and they don't want to do it anymore because they just, yeah don't really have a concept of how long the task is going to take because they haven't thought about it in steps, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we hide a lot of that from children. They think adults are all super superheroes that just know how to do everything already. Mm. And for example, this summing up would be a good one to do in combination with our episode 24, where we talked about the need to make a plan. And I I recommend to parents that that they let their kids, particularly their older kids, their seven, eight, nine, all the way through the teen years, let them see you pay the bills. Interesting. Lay the bills out on the table, get the checkbook out, and get a pad of paper and put the balance in the checkbook. Now you have to be real transparent that you're willing to let your kids see this. So you get the balance that's in the checkbook and then you get the calculator and you add up the bills and go, oh, I hope this is true for most people. Is you look at the bills and you look at the balance and uh uh-oh. Right. There might not be enough in the checkbook to pay all the bills. When that happens, you've got a golden opportunity to make a plan and have your child see, but let's look. Yes, I got all these bills, but let's look at the due date. Are they all due this week? Oh, no. We could take off the table all the ones that we've got another paycheck we could wait two weeks before we have to pay that one i i trust we've all had practice of this right yeah and i think you can even create (laughs) mock scenarios right you can give a certain number you know um let's say like 500 bucks and then then do that same exercise and just tell them what's the best way to use this 500 bucks based off of the due dates and what we have you know what i mean Yes. That's really, really cool. I wish. That's so interesting. Yeah, and schools, I don't think, are doing a lot. Uh, You have to usually go someplace to get financial literacy. But families could be teaching it with with kiddos at home just with paying the bills. Another really simple example is summing up 
how much money do we have for Friday night for the family to go out and do something fun? Do we have $25 or do we have $250 or something in between? And then add up what does it cost to go to a movie? What would it cost to go play putt-putt? What would it cost to go to McDonald's and a movie? Or can we afford going to Applebee's and putt-putt? Yeah. Just that idea of here's all the activities our family likes. How many kids do we have? What would it cost? And let the kids be a part of planning. So that's using lots of cognitive functions. Yeah. It's comparing and planning and summing up. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for being with us for episode number 26, summing up where we're building a brain one thought at a time, one block at a time. And of course, if you'd like to have your own podcast, please contact Kibway Cooper. You'll see his contact information on the website. Thank you, friends. Come back and see us again. Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.